Hi there, and welcome to Cancer Hold My Beer, Episode 8. So today is August 2nd, 2021. It's a beautiful day, sun is shining, and it is the first podcast that will be interactive. My first guest is going to be none other than my lover and husband dearest, Patrick. Like always, we're going to start with a quote. Fall in love with someone who sees the wars within you and not only chooses to stay, but chooses to stand by your side and help you fight them. All right, so here we go. So we're going to start with uh, when we moved into the house. So we move in, everything's great. And then one morning after work, you decide to waltz in the house, <laughs> take a few drinks of whiskey, <laughs> a liquid courage. Liquid courage it is. And you just came out with this whole thing of, you know, we should get married. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> the months of mental abuse and anguish had finally gotten to me. And uh, it was time to relieve the pressure of the torture. Oh. And finally step up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... That happened, and then, um, yeah, so, happy times, everything was great, uh, up until, what, June, when June. things started, uh, going downhill, yeah. um, I couldn't poop, couldn't do any of that stuff, so. Had a hard time riding. Yes. Getting on the bikes. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, uh. So then, I had that lovely hospital visit that was in August. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for the phone call to uh, come pick you up, and there you were, <laughs> here already, and <laughs> mad. <laughs> Don't piss her off. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It was, um, that was hard, because it's like, I was telling them exactly what I had, and they still didn't listen. So it's like, how can you not be mad? No, you you were mad. Mad, <laughs> mad, mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, September rolled around, and then there was one day I missed work because I was feeling, like, super, super sick. And that's when we went to the walking clinic. Yeah. Saw Dr. Mackey and he gave me shit for not talking to my family doctor for like ever. And um, then we went for tests. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, what did What did he say exactly? Uh, don't tell me what other people have told you. Tell me what you're feeling. I've been around a while. I'm educated. I'll make up my own mind on yeah. what I think it is and where we should go. So that's why we love Dr. Mackey. He's very direct and to the point. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, we went for an ultrasound and I think some blood work. I think it was some blood work. Yep. And 
and uh, then they called us back to get the results, and then that's when they spotted the pericardial effusion. And then when I asked yeah. what would cause that, he wouldn't tell me, though. I, I'll do my impersonation. Well, we have ideas, but, uh, you know, that's not for me to say without further testing. Would, I, I just came home and Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Google to the rescue. <laughs> I hate Dr. Google. Yeah. But then he told me to just go talk to my family doctor, which I made an appointment, and I did, and she ordered some more blood work. And uh, then we went back to her for the results, and there was no signs of any disease in my blood. Everything looked good, and I was healthy. So it's like... Yeah, all your blood counts were good. The, yeah. The, the cell counts and everything. Yeah, bang on. And then we went and saw Dr. Casado because I was going to go get my hemorrhoid taken out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was uh, it was interesting. Yes. So there I am lying on the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting in a chair watching some guy getting ready to probe my fiance at the time with his big hands i thought i was on the outs for well, sure they weren't that big <laughs> that's what she said but i think now this is where it gets really really everything went from like oh it's a hemorrhoid i'm getting taken it out to oh my god i'm so fucked because he just blatantly said, he got up and said, that's a tumor, it's cancer, and it's ulcerated. And that was it. And then it was like, here's the plan, here's what we're going to do. And it was like, it just, it was fast forward from that point. But. And I'm sitting in the corner in shock, trying to look positive. <laughs> <laughs> but like when, when you first heard those words. What was the first thing that came to your mind? Uh, it was mostly a string of fuck, 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 uh, fuck. I think there was a couple more fucks in there. But yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. It was just, I was uh, in shock and my brain was on repeat fuck mode, so I it was uh it was definitely uh it's definitely not what you want to hear yeah and like did you feel like that um like it was that but did did it start changing over like hours and days and stuff like that like yeah we it it was it sounds strange but it was a relief at the same time because yeah now I had an idea what was making you feel like shit yeah because because it's uh it's tough watching someone you care about so much uh struggling with stuff when you know damn well that there's not really anything that's gonna slow you down yeah. and mm -hmm. it's to see you not be able to go for bike rides and and stuff and doing it anyways here and there but yeah you know that's yeah because like um, 
Yeah, because we didn't have the URL then. We only had the uh, the victory. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that seat on that victory was, like, super comfortable. Oh, it was a couch. It was great. But for me, it was, like, as if I was sitting on my tailbone, a se- like, a severely injured tailbone. And that's exactly what it felt like. So, it wasn't even... I couldn't even... I couldn't even when, do it. Yeah, when, it was when Casita was describing what it was... Uh, and then you're talking about how it felt like you're sitting up, like uh, I've had my tailbone smashed a few times, yeah. but I, I was thinking it'd be like the way the description was, it'd be like more like sitting on a, on a pool ball or something. Yeah. Like it was that uncomfortable too. Like it, you know, it felt like I definitely had a pool ball up there, but yeah. it was painful. Like it, it hurt so yeah. bad. So, but. I mean, it just felt like nobody was listening to me, even though I described to them exactly what it felt like. It was like, no, you're constipated. And that was the most frustrating part before my diagnosis was, I just want to be heard. But then at the same time, after the diagnosis, I felt great. I have an answer. Like I was, like you were saying, there was a relief. Yeah, there's a relief. But now there's like this relief and then intense fear of like, what's going to happen now? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, uh, it, it is, it's like a life-altering it is. statement. Yeah. It's cancer. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, I, it was, uh, like, uh, everybody that knows me knows that uh, you, you can hit me in the head with just about whatever you want, and I'm not really going to do much, um, but that was the, probably the hardest I've ever been hit. No, for sure. But, you know what, at that point, it was like I knew we were going to get through it. And, you know, I had I was determined to, to fight it as much as I could. Yeah. Alright, so now we're at the point of, so we've got the diagnosis. We're kind of losing our shit, but we're not losing our shit. So I was now, losing mine. Okay, you were losing your, yours quietly. Thank you. So, but there's like a sense of panic, but at the same time there isn't because I knew, I had faith in this doctor. He knew what direction we were going to go in. So it's like, it was like a nonstop thing. So it was like the minute that happened, it was like, okay, we're going to do this test. We're going to do this. You're going to get an MRI. uh, And then we're going to talk about surgery. And then we're going to talk about your treatment plan and all that stuff. So there was a plan in place. So it was like, but everything was happening so fast I didn't have time to think about what could happen although in the back of your mind you're still like oh. <laughs> anything can happen but it's like you know you got racing slicks on the on the skating rink in the back of your head for sure it's yeah. just spinning and you know and then Aurora just had her baby yes and it was like so now it's like you know here we are we're we're grandma and grandpa but <laughs> You know, it's like, you start thinking about that stuff. It's like, oh my God. It's like, here you are thinking about how fast pace is going. You're not thinking about your disease, but now it's like, I have got to tell people this. And it's like, as you're telling people, it just hits you. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time I, I said the words, I say the words now, uh, 
it, I can hear it in my voice. I don't know if other people hear it, but when I'm talking about it at all, I can really feel it in my voice. And it, it just, uh, it's hard, it's hard to talk about to start with. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was, you know, for a long time, I couldn't even say the words. I couldn't even say that I had cancer. I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even talk about it as it being me. It was because it didn't feel like it was me. Like, yeah. That's not me, you know? It's definitely like a, a out-of-body experience for you when yeah. you're talking about it. So it's like, it's like it's such a massive shock to the system. It's like, you know, you, you're, you basically it's like you're coming down from the high of, you know, getting that di- diagnosis. Like, woohoo, you know, now if I, I have an answer. But then things start to unfold and it's like you start thinking about now you got to tell people. Now I have to stop working. Now I have to do this. Now I have to, and it's like, oh my God, like the shock starts to set in and it's like, yeah, like there's this point that it's like, it's just overwhelming every time you, yeah, clicks in. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, and then you get to a point where you just can't handle anymore. And I mean, I think I've seen one outburst yeah. from you, but I mean, it's understandable, you know, like I get it because you're, you're trying to hold it in so much because, you know, you don't want to, you yeah. want to be supportive. You don't want to be, I, to add more stress. I want to be the, I want to be the strong one, but yeah. I don't think I am. But it's okay not to be strong. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you being person person closest to me and supporting me through this and watching all this unfold what would you tell other people who are experiencing this with their partners or their daughters kids sons and or you know what would be something Uh, that you could tell them just just keep trying to help any way you can talk uh hug to the point of getting told get the fuck off me um and i have said that yeah (laughs) yeah and you know like okay leave me alone what are you doing what did you do why are you sucking up to me uh keep up on that because uh i'm sure it gets on people's nerves but uh it it, it helps you uh, keep your sanity when you're struggling with uh, having a loved one going through a fight like that. Yeah. So it's and, like a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you're comforting somebody else while comforting yourself. Do it. Talk to them. Hold their hand. Uh, do stupid shit like buy them ice cream unexpectedly. <laughs> Whether they can stomach it or not. And I love ice cream. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to follow any set rules. Just show you care and that you're there. And like another thing too that I want to say is it's okay not to be the strong one. It's completely okay. Like if you need to break down and, or, you're so get mad and stuff that and that's fine. I mean, we're all human, whether we're the patient 
or we're the support person. Yeah. You know, we're still human. When you're still experiencing the same thing I am. Yeah, don't you know. Don't lock your emotions in. That's yeah. that's hard on you. And talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Be open. <laughs> Be open about how you feel. Because I, I, I I'm not that good at that. No. So I know that. <laughs> Okay, so now uh, we have my treatment plan in place. So it was chemo radiation together. Uh, Now, this is where it gets really, really, really messed up. So chemo is not fun and neither is radiation. No. But at first it it, it was okay. Yeah, first couple weeks there you were... It was like you went to the tanning booth and maybe had too much to drink the night before. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then is there that just downward spiral? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because then it was cooking your hormones and and cooking you and <laughs> marinating you and yeah in whatever chemical batch. I don't know. It's uh, it it you, you can see the changes in you. You can tell it was affecting you. Yeah. Like I mean, you you still got up every day and did everything you normally do, and probably twice as much as you should have done, and more than you normally do, just to be stubborn. But well, yeah, I'm stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you you know, you were constantly telling me like just just sit down, relax. Sit down, relax. <laughs> I got this. What do you need me to do? Whatever I did wasn't right, not right. So. Like loading the dishwasher? Loading the dishwasher. <laughs> yes. Guys. Watch and learn. Watch and learn the dishwasher loading. It's important. Yes, it is. It would have been better if I just washed everything by hand. But <laughs> I think the first thing we bought for the house was a new dishwasher yeah so <laughs> had to use that thing yeah. but yeah like even like with the <coughs> i think the radiation at that point was the worse than the chemo but I, the combination didn't help but i i could deal with like the the grogginess and the sick feeling in my stomach but the fact that i couldn't control the heat level in my body was oh yeah a big you were one. we could have Turn the furnace off and just put a fan on you to yeah. circulate the warm air. Exactly. Yeah. It was really Cooking crazy. from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then it's like, that's where, you know, our relationship took a hit. Because it's like, you can't do anything. You can't, there's no, like, you know, spicy romance, you know? It's, yeah, it did. You know? You couldn't club me over the head and drag me off to the bedroom like yeah. you normally would. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and like the one part that I couldn't understand was even like the radiologist and the nurses in radiology and, um, and then the chemo nurses were all saying that, yeah, it's okay, keep on doing it, yeah, you're good. Yeah. I don't know how anybody can do that on that. Knock boots all you want. 
Like, I, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, you're already so uncomfortable. And everything already hurts. And I've got this goose egg in my ass. Like, yeah. it's not really a something that you're thinking about after. And all, and all your uh, lady parts are getting barbecued. Yes. Yeah. The overcooked hot dog. Oh, overcooked <laughs> microwave hot dog. Yes. I think I coined that phrase. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's not pleasant. I mean, so it's like, I know what it feels like for me, but it's like on the flip side for you, like, you're not going through the treatments, but. Yeah, it's, you don't want to, if somebody you care about's got a, a broken leg, you're, you're not going to get them to go for a walk no. with you. You know, uh, no matter how much you used to do it beforehand and stuff, you're going to, you know, you don't want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing goes with the, with uh, sexual relations. You, everything there, you know that everything's centered right in that area. So you don't want to hurt them. And and I definitely took some flack for not wanting to hurt you and being scared to touch you. And Well, I mean, I can understand, like, I can, I get it now, you know, cause it's like, I've got poison going through my body. Yeah. I'm like radioactive. Like how, how do you feel comfortable? Well, and how do you I, know it's not going to hurt? I, you know? I, I, it was just, it was, I mean, I, I love you. You turn me on in, in your absolute worst moments. You turn me on. Well, that's good. And, uh, <laughs> cause I got yeah. a lot of those. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth there. <laughs> and then uh, and change the subject. Keep talking. Uh, but it's... It, you don't want to hurt somebody. And and it was... Uh, it was to the point where I was uh, Captain Cuddles and then uh, roll over and go to sleep to 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 avoid the intimacy because I, I really... I was scared to, that I was going to hurt you. Yeah. That, you know, not... Just because I was, I it looked and felt painful watching you, so yeah. I didn't want to add to that. Yeah. It's hard. No, it is. Okay, so we did the chemo and radiation. Uh, then I had that healing uh, block. So it's like I think it was like was it twelve weeks? Yeah. So, up to 12 weeks. Up yeah. to 12 weeks. So my surgery fell on the ninth week, which was like really close to, you know. The, ma- the max. The right? max, yeah. So, um, but I was looking forward to the surgery. Yeah. A little scary, but I mean, I was looking forward to it. Uh, then COVID hit. COVID hit. Lo- gotta love COVID. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he opened a beer. <laughs> it's after lunch. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's like just I can't have any. Suck it up, princess. Yeah, screw you. I'm gonna die when this goes off here. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, COVID hit, and so then I get a phone call that my surgery's canceled. Not postponed. Cancelled. So, obviously, I freaked out a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was pretty freaked out myself, but. Because you don't know. Like, they'll call you when they, they're going to reschedule you. What, when's that going to be? You got no. You, it's such a shot in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, I even called back and. To confirm. To confirm that, are you sure mine was canceled? Yep. Yep. No, they're all canceled. It's like, oh my God. But then, so I spent all weekend freaking out. Yep. And then my surgery was supposed to happen on the 23rd, which I think was a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I can't. But then I get a call on, I'm trying to think here. The 23rd would have been a Monday because I got a call on the 24th. Yeah. So yeah, on Tuesday, um, I get a call saying that my surgery was rescheduled. Oh, la-dee-da. Yeah, just like that. Did they just figure that out? No, I think that little Mr. Casido had something oh, to do with oh, that. Oh, Casido had something to do with it for sure. Because uh, nobody messes with him. Apparently not. <laughs> what so, did, what did the the doctor say? He's so he's so easy to look at, or he's not hard he's, to look. Yeah, he's easy on the eyes. He's easy on the yeah, eyes. Yeah. So my doctor, like my not my family doctor, but another doctor in her practice, um. We were talking, but she goes, oh, who do you have for your surgeon? They're like, yeah. Dr. Casito. Oh, he's so easy on the eyes. So then, of yeah, course. You're lucky. He's so easy on the eyes. But then, <laughs> glory boy here starts teasing me because I shaved my legs. Yeah. <laughs> shaved legs are easy on the eyes. Yeah. Not... So I, I, I still don't hear the end of that one. No. <laughs> and no. I didn't even. It. You shaved your legs uh, not too long ago, and I, I think I brought it up. Then. Yes, you did. Are you going to see Casita? Yeah. Another yeah. doctor? Yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so I'm getting prepped for my surgery now. It's a go on the 26th. So then, now we get to the hospital that morning. Yeah. So I know how I felt, and I kind of know how you felt, but... I mean, there must have been so many things running through your head the minute that I left that waiting room. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't. I'm never really good at explaining what's going on in my head because the remaining two brain cells don't communicate that well to start with. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I've ever been that anxious. Um, it was, it's, was right up there with, uh, uh, when Aurora was being born for anxiousness of, yeah. it, how is this going to turn out? Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously I, I thought the surgeon knew what he was doing. Uh, he didn't need any tests. He just yeah. needed to jam something in my fiance's ass and, uh, <laughs> say, yeah, here it is. <laughs> So I, you know, I had faith in faith in his skills yeah. and, uh, and and in the hospital staff in general because yeah. like, I I've had pretty major surgery with a knee replacement. They were all pretty good. They, like I was impressed with like the the level of like professionalism. Yeah. That they had like they're very they, thorough. They make sure they double check everything. The surgical staff at the hospital yeah. here in Sudbury is amazing. Yeah. So then now my surgery was supposed to take, what, I think he has it five to six hours? Yep. 
But it ended up taking eight hours. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just just over eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's because he had to change the switch, s- change the route of where he was going through because I had a hysterectomy. Uh, in 2007 and there was like a lot of scar tissue from that so that's why he couldn't go through the scar tissue so he had to go through my butt yeah so and then because everything was already cut up and inflated so he had to pack it which that's an interesting story too (laughs) so he had to pack it and then they actually have to change gowns they like it's not just straight you know, to the other side, it's, he has to get out of his gown, totally put fresh gowns on, and everything, and then continue. So it's like so it's starting a new procedure in the middle of a, the other one. Yeah, so that's probably why it took longer because of like the whole yeah. having the change back and forth and stuff. So, but uh, I made it. Yeah, I was high as fuck, but I yes, made you it. were. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Trippin' balls. Oh, yeah. Trippin' balls. <laughs> uh, it was good, though. Yeah. I, but I remember you were, like, you were literally, like, I could hear you. I didn't know exactly what you were doing, but I could hear you, and... But I had to sh- <laughs> shout down the nurse, and it was, it was moving your gurney down the hallway without all your change of clothes yeah. and your phone and... All that stuff that you might need to hang yeah. out with in the hospital for a few days. Yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to bring it anyways because of the COVID restrictions. Yeah. Because now it was like you, I had to bring everything with me for that specific reason. Yeah. Because there was no way that Pat would be able to come back into the hospital or have my stuff given to me. Yeah, and it was, and it, nobody told me that she was out of surgery. It was just a fluke that I, yeah. I, I turned my head a little bit and. Caught her rolling by in the, out of the corner of my eye. Otherwise, I would have been sitting there until they would have called me the next day to tell me how she was doing. And here I am, high as a kite. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Megan's boyfriend oh, came yeah. and saw me in recovery because he, he worked at the hospital. So, um, <laughs> so he comes in. He's like, I just wanted to come and see how you were doing. Me, high as a kite. Oh, my God. You're such a sweet boy. Oh, it's so nice. So it's like, you know, he must have like been thinking, oh, she's high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just wrecked. Yeah. Just wrecked. Out of my tree. It's good though, because they kept on pumping me with drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I try to spike your drinks on a regular basis, but... <laughs> You, you keep a pretty close eye on him. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so now I, I'm out of the hospital, or I'm out of the surgery. I'm in the hospital. I'm in the hospital room. And I don't know if it was because of the drugs. It probably was. But I was, like, super annoyed with my roommate. No, 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 no. <laughs> Peachy keen, best roommate ever. Oh, my God. It's like, I've never seen anyone to, like, dial, like, you know, ten numbers. I had to do my impersonation, because one of our phone calls I could hear in the background. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kate, Kate, yeah, I'll talk to you later. 
Hey, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Blah 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 blah. Okay, talk to you later. Beep boop beep boop beep boop. And on and on and on. I know it didn't stop. And like this is not like, you know, ten or eleven o'clock in the morning. Like I got out of surgery, it was like what, between four thirty and five? Yeah. About. Now this is about like after supper. So like yeah. about seven. Now I just want to sleep. Now I've got all these contraptions on me. I have uh, my lovely IVs sticking in my arms. I've got the leg compression machine, which, oh, that is such a joy and annoying as fuck. Catheter. Catheter. Oh, my God. Fresh poop bag sticking out of your gut. And a, a, fre- a fresh freaking ostomy bag that would not stick no matter what I did. Like, that, that thing just kept on fucking coming off. They gotta bring in some gorilla glue or something. I think so, but it's like, you know, so it's like I've got all these issues and I need a lot of tissues, and she was not fucking helping. Nope, nope, she wasn't sharing a box of tissues at all. So continuous salt in the wound, salt in the wound. But the next day she actually left. She was gone. She was gone the next day. So it's like they came and cleaned her room, which. I don't understand why she had so much, like, she, I think she's a pack rat. Because she had all these, like, hospital supplies stacked up. Like, you know, like, those bed liners that they yeah. put on the beds? So she had a stack of those just... Yeah, every, everything she was planning on taking home but didn't get a chance to. Exactly. Because they were watching her. So I'm like, great, I have the room to myself now. So I walk up with all my gear... With my IV pole and my catheter, and I get myself a cup of tea. I go and sit down by the window. This is nice. I can handle this for the rest of my visit. No, no, not a chance. I get another roommate. I think, oh. you, said, I think you had a chance to call me and say you can see Uncle Brian's house from there. Yes. <laughs> and then and then the new roommate was in. Yes. So, it's like, oh, all right. So... But, like, during that time, during my whole hospital visit, I think they changed my bag, like, four or five times. I was there for five days. Yeah. And... It was definitely, the, yeah. The second time they changed my bag. The poor nurse. This is, like, the middle of the night now. My bag is, like, filled with this green garbage juice. And so I, I have to empty it. So I empty it. But now it's coming apart, and, it's like, the green garbage juice is fucking everywhere. And it's going into my incisions. And so she's cleaning it up. And she did a really good job cleaning it up. But she wasn't really versed on how to replace the ostomy. Yeah. She tried her best. But she took a flange that goes right up against the skin. Um, she took one that was too small. Yeah. So when she cut the hole... Now with an ileostomy, there's a vent. And then there's... The stoma. So she covered the vent, which you're not supposed to do because you need that vent for it to flow through. And I'm like, it feels a little tight, but all right. I mean, I guess it's okay. Like, I don't know. I'm half out of the bag, right? Well, the next morning was hell. My back hurt so bad. I thought I was going to die. Like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And it was all because that flange was too small and blocking the vent. Yeah, that you were, little you were thing. definitely uncomfortable that morning. Yeah. So they gave me more drugs. 
Woohoo! <laughs> and then this lovely little male orderly nurse came in and was checking up on me. And I said, and I, I was high. So I was like, am I going to die? <laughs> am I going to die? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you'll be fine. Like, okay, then tell her to take her time. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to die. I'm not really worried. Like, I'll be damned if I'm going to yeah. die from a fucking, you know, flange that's not put on properly. Wait. From back to poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then it got changed. Felt fantastic. Oh my god, it's like it it's like I went for a huge poo. Yeah. That's that that's that feeling that you know, that satisfaction feeling. So uh yeah, so I was in the hospital and then like you were at home, so we'd only have like Facebook and the phone yeah. to communicate. So it was just tough because you 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 really want to be there. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't ideal. No. But I mean we still got we still got to talk and Carry yeah. on and all that, all that nice stuff. It was good. Yeah. Communicating was good, but would have been better if I could have annoyed her in person. Yes. Especially while she's was all struggling. Yeah, it was a high. I mean, you missed like the best part. <laughs> I could have made fun of her, made Facebook videos, yeah. so everybody could make fun of her for years. Yes. But we don't have any of that. We don't have any of that. No. Unfortunate. But hey, we got another shot. I mean, I still have like another surgery left. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> oh, I, I'll be bringing my phone. Don't you worry. All right. But then, I think it was the Sunday. So the Sunday before I was coming home, the uh, resident came in to check up on me, and I'm I'm sitting there. I'm eating my eggs, and I've got some toast, and it's like I'm. This is great, you know. Now the whole time I'm still farting. Yeah. Right? So it's just air coming out from all the gas that they put in. Well, she's checking me. She's pressing on my stomach and everything. And she's like, everything's fine. Everything's good. So, all right. Okay. And then she leaves. And I'm eating my breakfast. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. (laughs) Is that a fart? I just, oh, no. Never trust a fart. (laughs) So, remember that packing? We had mentioned packing earlier, yes. yes. It came out looking like, you know, a, a greenish sea foamy insulation. Like, it was like spray foam insulation coming out of my ass. Full of Ghostbusters Slimer mode. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm struggling. I <laughs> I'm trying to get to the bathroom, which is not far from my bed. Thankfully. And But I still didn't make it. Because I was, I'm like, every time I moved, it just more came out. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, I'm asking the nurse, where do I put this? I'll just put it on the floor. No, you do not want me to put this on the floor. Like, you don't understand. Talk to the lady gets on her hands and knees because the mop doesn't do a good enough job (laughs) and scrubs corners. So I literally had to, like, do my best to, like, dump all those spray foam insulation into the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to empty my bag. Yeah. Then it didn't stick, so then I had to change it again. Oh, all, all the while, while leftover sea foam is... Yes. Spray foam is coming to jerks. So I had to get washed up and stuff. But that was an experience, though. I mean... Yeah. I, luckily, I didn't have my catheter still, because... 
That would have been hell. Nothing personal, but I'm glad I wasn't there for that one. No. <laughs> no, when they took the catheter out, that was horrible. Yeah, uh, no oh. catheters, no... Uh, oh. No fun. Ugh, that's gross. Feels like somebody's full starting your rope yeah. burn. But then Dr. Potato came to see me. Good thing he's easy to look on the eyes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whatever, Trevor. <laughs> so then, he's like, so how do you feel about going home tomorrow? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm good. And then, the next day, in the morning, they took my vitals. And then, I get bad news where well, you have a fever. And your blood pressure is a little high. Screw that shit. What do I have to do? <laughs> what do I gotta do to get out of here? Well, you need to cough a bit more just to loosen up the phlegm on your lungs and stuff. Man, did I ever cough that day? I didn't care how much it hurt my stitches. <coughs> ah, no. We're, I'm yeah. going home today. <laughs> well, it worked because mm-hmm. everything was fine after. So then I kind of panicked at about, like, you know, it was like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, yeah. 3 o'clock. The doctor's not here yet. The later in the afternoon, uh, the worse it got. killing me. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to go home. Oh, my God, I'm not going home today. But I uh, know he showed up. He was held up in surgery, which is cool. And uh, he uh, signed me out and I was headed home. I think you had some McDonald's fries in the car. Yeah. Dinner. Okay. That was the last time I ever ate McDonald's. <laughs> I had like a handful, like not even a handful, like, you know, just when you grab like about maybe like six or seven fries and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's okay. Like, you know, I wasn't like super hungry because I had just finished eating, but. You know, the salt was good because I need the salt. With an ostomy, you need to stay hydrated and stuff. So they encourage you to eat salty foods. So, but, uh, yeah. So once it goes through the ostomy and into the bag. Okay, you know when you eat McDonald's and you have like a normal working bowel? How yeah. it smells? Yeah. Because you eat it all the time. The ostomy is ten times worse. Yes. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It's paint peeling. On yes. Good days. yes, it is. It on is paint peeling. That's. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, I think our our experience with the ostomy was quite interesting. <laughs> it, it has been eye-wateringly revealing. My, for once, I think, like, my, my poop smells worse than yours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you won. You won. Gold star. First place. I think, um, the one thing that was funny about the one time, because they, they recommend not eating raw vegetables. Because no. they don't break down properly. But I had a craving for baby carrots. Not one or two baby carrots. Well, I was only supposed to have a couple. Yeah, yeah. No, I had the whole bag. The whole bag of baby carrots. That did not go over well the next day. It was a carrot eruption. Yes, I literally had the carrots pushing the flange off my body. Carrot eruption. (laughs) I will say it again. And then, and then, so I go in the shower and I wash up and... I got ready to change it. That wasn't it. There was more carrots in there. More carrots. And it was like a semi-automatic weapon. 
And it, it spit flew. Out. It just flew out. <laughs> Spitting carrots. Yeah, so that's that's my baby carrot story. I, ne- I didn't have baby carrots ever again. Uh, if you have an ostomy, don't eat a whole bag of baby carrots. No, not recommended. Have one. You're not even that, because you don't stop at one. You're right, don't have any. All right, so now uh, I went and saw Dr. Hurst. Yep. For the now second round of chemo and what the plan was. And I also saw Dr. Casado for a follow-up with the surgery. So everything was good there. Yeah, we um, got the information. Yeah. Now I started my second round on April the 17th. And I had to have a pick line yes. put in. And uh, that was interesting. I mean, I thought it was going to hurt more than it did, and it actually didn't feel anything. No, it, it's, uh, it didn't look like it was, it was... It was a little awkward for you, but it didn't look like it was uncomfortable. Oh, a little, little awkward doesn't, uh, doesn't describe the experience of a pick line. What a, <laughs> that That is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, well... Like... You can't shower with it. It's like your base. It takes two hours to bathe. Yeah, you were a saran wrap lady. Yeah, fuck. Like Jesus Christ, it was like a new fetish. Ugh. <laughs> so, but yeah, like so now I've got an ostomy bag. I've got a pick line. I obviously felt like a Borg. You're yeah. You're getting close. I was Borgish. <laughs> Borgish. Yeah. Borgish. 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 Smorgasburgish, yes, yes. But yeah, so it's like, so we did that, and then uh, first round of chemo. Yep. So that was the IV, and uh, now that, that was a game changer that first day, because it was like, okay, yeah, all right, I don't know what to expect, you know. So I took my pills beforehand, yep. before the IV drip, and uh I knew how the pills made me feel, but I also had the radiation, so I didn't know exactly what the feeling was with just the pills. Um, they sort of kicked in about an hour after, and it's like, I felt a little groggy and stuff, and just out of sorts. I'm like, okay, this is how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, you were definitely yeah, a little out of sorts for sure. Yeah. Now, at this point, they were hooking me up uh, for my... IV treatment. So then the IV treatment started, and I'm sitting there, la di da, all right. And all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere, it felt like it was like a roller coaster. Like I felt like I was going forward, but I wasn't moving. Yeah. And I just I felt my body just rock back and forth and everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, I like I just want to get off the ride. I'm picturing the. You got home at 3 o'clock in the morning, you lie down, and you have to put your foot on the floor off the side of the bed to stop you from spinning. Yeah. By the way you're describing it. Yes. Now, I have an ostomy, I have to go empty it, and I have to go pee because all the saline and all this IV drip makes you go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So, I'm drunk, and I'm trying to walk with an IV pole. And it's not as sexy as it sounds. No, it is. It's it's not hot. 
It's not hot mess. Doesn't even no. do it because you know what a hot mess is, but it's this is beyond hot mess. This is just craziness. Like just not good time. Not good time. But you know what? I did it for six cycles. Yep. Six cycles of the IV treatment on top of the pills for two weeks after. And then one week off. Now, you don't really have that time off because you still have the, the yeah, drug you, in you. You still felt like shit till yeah. like the morning of your next startup. Yeah. And it was hard. It was getting hard because I really didn't want to go for the IV. Like, no. I literally had to psych myself up to go do it. Yeah, and and uh, I'm not, I'm not the best guy to say. Oh well, uh, I don't feel like doing that today because I'm all over. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but trooper here, yeah, just keeps going, yeah. whether she wanted to or not. Yeah. And uh, again, telling me, you know, just to sit down and relax, and I never listen. So. No. No. Uh, just for the record, sit down and relax. It is. Uh, I. I don't. I'm trying to think of what it compares to. It's. It's right up there with mid. Mid argument saying, "Calm down." That's where. That's where it is. Sit down and relax. To Chantel is right up there with, "Calm down" in the middle of an argument. Just for the record. How how was I able to relax? Because I was no. planning a wedding. You're planning a wedding. You were making a dress. Yeah. You were making invitations. You were killing it. I really killing it. Like I, I, I don't I don't know where you get it from. But, but it, you it, got it. It kept me busy though. Yeah. It kept my mind out of you know. It kept my mind out of a dark place. It it actually, keeping busy like that made me look forward to the future. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, to sit there and dwell on what I'm going through just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. No, and you definitely, you definitely were busy. Yeah. Non-stop, non-stop. Mm-hmm. So now, the treatments ended. My last pill that I took was August 13th. I think it was like 7 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, I had it scheduled as a certain. But, um, and that was it. I was done. I was fucking done. And it was such like a, oh, this is so good. Now, I knew I would still feel like crap for a little bit. But you know what? I knew it was going to get better. And, uh, so, you know, we were able to do a little bit more, Yeah. you know, and then, uh, September rolled around and then throughout that whole time, throughout all of the treatments and though, we, uh, actually were working on getting, uh, the insurance done for our house. Yes. So we had critical care or critical insurance. Yeah. And, uh. I think we got the news, what, in August or September that they were going to pay everything out? It, we got a, a preliminary 
uh, with the, please don't quote me, but it looks good, uh, mid-September. Mm-hmm. And then it was the day before we got married, yeah. then the 9th. And uh, the 9th, hey guys, guess what? It's gone through. Just need to dot a couple of I's, cross a couple of T's, and checks in the mail. So we got the rest of our mortgage paid off. And everything that we paid into from for, October 9th, 2019. From diagnosis till right, right then. So like a full year. Yeah, we and we still, I think we still had, while they were doing paperwork, we still had two payments come out. Yes. From from confirmation that it's going to happen, Yeah. there was still two mortgage payments that came out. Yes. But every nickel and dime, get the fucking insurance. Yes. Fuck. Don't even think about it. If anything, you, you got life insurance, you got critical insurance. If anything, get the critical. Yeah. Yeah, get 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 the insurance. Pay the extra. Because you never know. Get the fucking insurance. Life is not guaranteed. No. Yeah. Nothing is. No. Except that Pat's probably gonna piss Chantel off before the end of the oh, day. Well that's a guarantee. <laughs> I mean there's at least once a day. Yeah, I shoot for <laughs> I shoot for a four eye roll minimum and at least one look that makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. That's that's the minimum. All right, so now our wedding. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, it was a good day. Yeah. It was a good day. We were still uh, putting things together. Yes, and you kind of stopped. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did just I went into shock and I was spinning out and walking in circles and mumbling mostly to myself, to the Debbie gods, you name it. I was, yeah, I was spun out. Now, like, imagine having spent a year going through hell and now. Like, did you ever think that we would get to that day? Oh, I was pretty sure I was going to marry the devil. It's, it's, <laughs> and the year in hell leading up to it was just par for the course. This is being recorded. Don't hit me. <laughs> no, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> My warrior queen. But it's like it must have, like... You know when things hit you, um, like so we had like that moment when we when I was first diagnosed. Yeah. I should say we were diagnosed because we were going through it together, but, um, but it's like you know it hits you eventually where it's like oh my god like you have this, um, this horrible feeling and you're just like. You know, it, it's just not good. Now it's kind of the reverse. So it's like, right. we've gone through the treatments, we've gone through the surgery, and it's like, now we're at that point where this is like the happiest day of our lives. There must have been some type of like emotional, like you st- you'll still oh. break down emotionally. I, I went from being the guy on the mat 
with Macho Man standing over top of me on the top rope to pulling out my very own Ooh yeah <laughs> and coming off the top rope myself. And it was a huge spin around. Yeah. Huge. So it's like the whole three sixty goes from bad to good, you know? So it's yeah. like it's not it doesn't only go bad real fast, it goes good real fast too. Oh yeah. So for sure. Um it it took a lot of um tears and oh yeah work and yeah feeling like shit and throwing up but i mean <laughs> <laughs> but that was my fault because i threw up because i had too many little debbie cakes <laughs> and a joe louie yeah. yeah that's why i threw up i didn't throw up for any other reason but i mean like i know how i felt myself like on that day because it's like I I felt like I had completely beat the odds. Yeah. I worked my ass off and that was my reward. Yeah. It would you know, that was the goal. Yeah, it was uh a, a real real emotional high like uh again again you could probably hear it in my voice. Yeah. I can. But your emotional high turned into drinking all the mead. I may have. And all the whiskey. Drank a little bit of too much of everything. No, you drank a lot of everything. You drank it all. <laughs> you drank it, it all. You didn't even save me any mead, which he still owes me a fucking bottle. <laughs> yep. This is true. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And honestly, it would have been nice. <laughs> you had, you had you know, mead like, right at the I end of the bowels. I had a sip. That's not having mead. <laughs> I may have drank all the mead. But it would have been nice to be able to have some of that whiskey, too. I drank all the whiskey. <laughs> but anyways, but maybe that was part of your emotional breakdown. Oh. Because now it's like that relief, so you can actually let go and let loose. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that for sure. For sure. No, I, I, uh, I, uh, people know me and, and, uh, once in a while I, uh, I'll go on a, I'll go on a good tear and I need a good tear every few years to let everything out. And, uh, it turned out I built up a few years worth of good tear and, uh, in, in a one year period, basically. And, uh, so yeah, I, I drank all the whiskey for sure. <laughs> and, and aside from, uh, a, a sip to Chantel and, uh, a ship port, uh, a shot poured out to, uh, people that are no longer with us, I, I drank all the mead too. <laughs> yeah. And you were throwing knives. And I was probably throwing knives. Yes, I was throwing knives. Yes. Sure. Had a... I shot at the title with Uncle Brian. Um, oh, yeah. You we, just went ballistic. I, it was full out. You went full out Viking. I was full out axe throwing, whiskey tasting, best day of my life ever. And uh, yeah, yeah. There were good times, good times. It was a Viking wedding. Yeah. There wasn't much blood. <laughs> a little. little. Yeah, you got to have a little blood. Yeah. The blood, blood between blood. We uh, 
Managed to survive. <laughs> Everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. Chantel didn't kill me in my sleep. No, but it was close. No, I, no, I know it was close, yeah. Bit of an arsehole. Okay. I'm a bit of an arsehole. It happens. Sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's not. And, uh, but she, uh, she kept me around anyways, which is good, because, uh, I'm definitely happy she did. Well, I'm happy too. Who would, who else would rub my back? <laughs> who else would put up with me very long? I'll rub your back. I'll put up with you? Who would put up with me? Yeah, you got a point there. Was... <laughs> 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 we enjoy roasting each other. Yes. You got to have a little roast in between uh, between lovers. You can't always be uh, well, flowers and chocolates, which I don't like. Anymore, oh, to fuck. Anyway, so. No, no. If you're, if you're not keeping each other on toes and uh, it, it, it keeps you on your toes... What we do, it keeps you on your toes for the real world, because like, I, I'd yeah. really, it's it's amusing when somebody out in public uh, tries to offend us in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, have you met my wife? <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sure she says the same thing yeah. about me. It keeps us on our mental toes. and. But it keeps us real. Keeps us real. Uh, you, you, nothing's held in. You're always, it's always a constant release, whether it's just to laugh or be laughed at. We, we set ourselves up for abuse on a regular yeah. basis. It's part, makes, uh, I don't, I don't think we're unique, but definitely makes us, us. Yeah. But I think being the way that we are, I think part of that actually helped each other cope with the oh. really bad fucking oh, for bullshit sure. that we got. You know? We had shit hand, but we came up with a whole bunch of new ways to insult each other in the process. Exactly. You know? It's like, I, I don't think, like, don't get me wrong, like, cancer is serious. Yeah. But I don't think, uh, I don't think we need to make it, we don't need to put cancer in the spotlight. I think it should be us in the spotlight. I think our goals should be in the spotlight. What we want to do, what we want to do with our lives, that should be in the spotlight. And the less you put cancer in the spotlight, the less it has power over you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll be damned if I'm going to let it run my life. No, it, it's... Uh... It definitely drives the bus once in a while, but, uh... Yeah, like, you have to pay it, attention to it sometimes in order to take care of it. But it's, it's not, it's not the only thing that, that happens in this household. No. It hasn't taken over. We don't wake up or go to bed thinking about it. Yeah. You know, we think about it when we need to. When it's necessary to get a handle on it or anything like that. Um, Yeah. So that was pretty much our wedding. I drank all the whiskey. Yes, you drank all the whiskey, and I'm not fucking pleased about that. And you drank all the meat, and I'm really not fucking pleased about that. But 
Um, but then I went back to work. Yeah. November second, and uh, and yeah, and worked for a bit, and now I'm back on sick leave since April. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's due to the uh, nodules in my lungs. That uh, we had a scan done July 9th, and they got bigger. There's one that got significantly bigger that they're concerned about. Um, and I think that was pretty scary for you. Yeah, that's the uh, time you mentioned that you see me lose my shit. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure my uh, the steering wheel of my Nissan's got a bend to it. Yeah. But uh, that had to come out. I, I wouldn't... I, couldn't drive home uh, with that in me. No. I would have killed the first person that cut us off. But, like I told you at that point, that it's like, I, like, I wasn't crying because I got that news. And I guess because I was handling it differently because I knew, I know inside what my plan is. And I know inside what my outcome is. Um... But I started crying because you did that. Because I, it, it's not because you did that specific thing. It was because it, I could yeah. see the hurt and that discouragement. And it's like, that's not, this is not how I want to face this. And I don't want anybody thinking about it that way, you know? Yeah. It was definitely, uh, definitely different for sure. So, um, but we had the appointment with the uh, radiologist, oncologist, hemi- hemiotologist, whatever he is, Dr. Pierce. And uh, he, I have four spots in my lungs. Yeah. Uh, one of them is bigger than the rest. Um, one of them is sitting beside the heart. Uh, and then I have one in my back, which I've known about for a while. Um, but he's want, he's concerned about it. But then when I told him I've had it since 2014, he's like, well, okay. He goes, yeah. Oh, I see that, that they made a note of that. And uh, yeah, but because we're still going to keep an eye on it just to make sure. Um, but until they know exactly what it is or what it isn't, they can't really give a treatment plan. Yeah. So. It's all about, all about next, next way to uh, say. Fuck you. So, uh, my next appointment's with Dr. Hurst, the oncologist. And uh, we're going to find out uh, how we're going to go about it. Because they're not even sure if they're going to do a biopsy. Because they're not bothering me. So, it's... The fact that they're not bothering me is a very good sign. Um, Like, I still... I feel some chest... Uh, tightness and stuff, but it could be from the workouts because that's the only time I really feel the tightness. Any other time, I don't. I don't feel anything. No, unless unless I've wound you up real good and you're stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. That that happens on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he sounded a little hopeful. Yeah. I guess after that appointment. You know, um, but the main goal is to keep an eye on what's going on, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I would honest, I would honestly prefer to have a biopsy, 
because I'm the type of person that needs to know if it, it's, what it it's is. It's that bam, bam, bam. This is exactly what it exactly. is. Exactly. So I just want them out of there. I want them gone. I don't want them to stick around. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. That's everything that's, in a nutshell. That's, yeah. It's a pretty good wind-up of how it went for us. Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of it. Um, got anything else to add there, uh, mister? Uh, no, just, uh, I don't know, just stick with them, talk to them, piss them off, that, that helps them get their, some of their stuff out too. Do it all with a big smile on your face, and, uh, you know, show the love. Yeah. On the patient side, for myself anyways, uh, be real. Definitely be, be real. Be honest. And don't sugarcoat anything. No. Nope. We want to know the truth. I, I did anyways. I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be uh, made to feel as if, oh, I shouldn't really say that. Because, no, treat me like a human being. Treat me like an adult. Um, I can handle it. I mean, yeah. everyone's different. But, I mean, if you know the person, if you've known them before the diagnosis... Don't treat them like a cancer patient. No. Don't. No bullshit. Treat them the same. It's still the same person. Mm -hmm. They got some shit to deal with. Keep, keep the relationship the same. Exactly. Because you need something that's consistent. Keep the harassment up. Keep the... Keep, keep it all up. Yeah. If you're a pain in the ass... Continue to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Period. Yes. So is the love. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever, Trevor. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Bye see now. See you next week. Bye.